Pow Comic Hour with your hosts, Andrew Glonner and Chris Ramos. Tonight, we cover the infamous, the groundbreaking, um, leading man of... You're looking for another adjective? All the adjectives of... It's it's the death of of Superman. Superman. Dun, dun, dun. That's it. There's no excitement, only sadness. (laughs) And yeah, so this is kind of one of the most seminal talked about deaths in superhero comics. I mean, heck, Superman was the basically the first superhero. Yeah. I mean, it was the basis for every superhero after that to say, you know, where do you gauge your sales? Where do you gauge the power of your superhero? Where do you gauge like the feasibility of longevity in the reading? You base yeah, it they, on Superman. Right. You he they literally were writing the rules as they were going along. I mean, he's the foundation. Yeah. He's the I foundation. mean, everyone knows him around the whole world. Yes. So we're we're doing this because 30, 30 years, years ago was the death of Superman. Dun, 30 years dun, ago, dun. Dan Jurgens was Superman number 75 was the death of Superman. So yeah. we thought, okay, let's do an anniversary podcast on this big event. Absolutely. And so this uh this epic story was actually supposed to be a wedding issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be a wedding. And the writers um, back in the day, they used to have big like jams and just uh, storyboard meetings. Post-its and, and, post-its stuff, and things what, like that. What would stick? And they would have a summit every year talking about what are we going to do in Superman this coming year? What, what are we going to plan out? So everyone could write stories cohesively and in continuity yeah. and try to align the way they can. And Well, and the big point of that too, not to jump yep. in, but uh, the big point of that was everyone thinks that comic books um you know come out monthly and you just kind of roll with it they actually really do have like a year planned out yes like this is exactly what's happening with all of these characters yeah. and yeah they're under tight deadlines but sometimes they're working months ahead of time right x-men is known for that too of right just all the writers getting together all that so um yeah it was it was a big like storyboard meetings and stuff and this is around probably i oh it said it was a 1988 and so around that time, uh, the Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman was coming out and everybody was super excited and like, yeah, this is a cool story. We should do the wedding. Oh, they might do a wedding. Hey, we should do one too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. You know, kind of sell it out a little bit, but you know, Lois and super, Lois and Clark are, they're bound to get married sooner or later. They've been dating for 40 years, 40, 60 years yeah. before that. So it's like, Okay. Um, we should do that. So they're, so they're writing, the writing. And then all of a sudden editorial is like, nope, we're not doing anywhere. We're going to put that on hold. Oh, why is that? Why is that? Uh, <laughs> so then, uh, an, an infamous line from that storyboard meeting was, um, Jerry Ordway, one of the big, um, you know, writer. Well, he wasn't so much writer. He was a, uh, oh, he was one of the writers. And He's a big brain at DC Comics. He was, at the yes, time. at the time, you know, super big in the 90s, stuff like that. But he goes, uh, so let's just kill him. <laughs> and he kept putting that on storyboards, storyboards all over time. Anytime they couldn't figure was, out what was happening. Stuck. Yeah. And you know, everybody gets, everybody gets writer's block or, yeah. <laughs> or something doesn't stick right away. And you're just like, ah, oh, we just kill him. Well, now there had been deaths in the comics, of course, before yes, this. I mean, a absolutely. lot of times everyone, everyone thinks nowadays, oh, well, when someone dies, there's a chance they come back. Right. Yeah. But it, this, that has been happening for through the 50s, through the 60s, yeah. through the 70s. I mean, it wasn't anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, or they would just reinvent characters like when 
Batman Dark Knight Returns came up and they just reinvented Batman into like a dark brooding character instead right. of like the Adam West fun character. Sure. So they changed uh, superheroes. They changed origin stories. They changed where they died and lived again. But they never did that with Superman. No, it was pretty was much the you know, yep. the, the Boy Scout, the All-American yes. superhero. Um telling stories about Krypton and the everyday life and trying to humanize him and the human experience and how he was kind of like the biggest superhero and he can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah. Until this story comes along. Right. And it was always presenting the creative challenge of writing the best superhero uh, straight laced too. So trying to find those new creative ideas was, it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like we talked about this in a previous podcast when we did, um, Superman for all seasons, I was never a big Superman fan. And so going into this, I knew of death of Superman. I've watched the uh, shows and, um, some of the animated films that they've come along and just kind of really doing a great job of explaining what happened here. And so I, I encourage you guys, you know, you, the readers to, you know, search those out too. those. It's a great way to jump into this. Right. And, you know, by no means was this sort of like, oh yeah, let's just knock this out on a weekend. This omnibus is like 1400 pages. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. And sure. the story, I don't know. In my mind, there's three parts to this story is the first one is yeah. the death of Superman. The middle is what happens now that Superman's gone. And are there people mourning or, yeah. you know, where is this, this vacuum the of funeral power and arc? Yeah. Right. It was like, a big one and the kind of the aftermath. And, and they kind of hint that like the whole galaxy is like, Oh, there's no Superman, huh? So like, what does that mean for Earth? And, you know, what what did Superman represent? You know, what holes did he plug that now is just like, oh, that leaves it wide open, right? Mm -hmm. So then, um, and then the third part is, uh, of course, uh, DC figuring, well, do we bring him back? You know? You're right. The rain. Yes. So it's like <laughs> the big idea. Sure. And this play, this took place over um, like 1992 to 1993. So this was about a two-year arc. Um, and or just a very story driven um, epic storyline. <laughs> so it was it was pretty huge for the time. And there were several writers working on this, um, including like Roger Stern, Jerry Ordway, Dan Jurgens, Louise Simonson, Roger Stern, um, and a, a ton more. So many pencilers that happened. Um, yeah, it was just really it, it takes a team to do this story. And you were there, Ramos. You you were yes. kind of tell tell us about your experience around that period. So let's see, 1992, 1993. So I was like 11, 12 years old or something like that. I was an idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember um hearing about this, just you know, and, and back then, I mean, when you were kids, you were there wasn't like this saturation of media as much as it is now. And there really wasn't any um like TV coverage leading up to it. The, the I remember the media coverage was was crazy about the one issue, just the single, the the very last issue where Superman actually died was all in black. It was a black mm -hmm. plastic wrapped poly, uh, and it just had like the bloody Superman symbol on sure. it. And I you heard they had bands and stuff. Yes, the they had knacks that came with it. They, they really <laughs> that issue. So, but before that. You only really heard about it through other comic book readers and like comic book shops, mm. because like I don't know. Even nowadays, the the mainstream regular media is not covering 
what's happening on a day-to-day issue-by-issue comic book run of yeah, no. Green Lantern. Like no. you'll never hear that on the no, TV. Like, it's, hey, Green Lantern number 75 is coming out, everyone. And you know, it's like, no, you just don't know. It's mostly if you do something super controversial, yeah. you change a gender. You and even a then, and things like nowadays that. is way more saturated than it was back then. Yeah. So we were just hearing these like rumblings, like what? Superman, something's going on with Superman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I got in line just like everybody else. We stood in line at every comic shop around the whole city, mm-hmm. uh, around mm-hmm. the whole country. Yeah. And um, I did find out, it's, oh, so it said Superman number 75, um, when it was released, uh, was the act, that was the actual issue that Superman was, was killed by Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Um, it says it sold 6 million copies. Dang just crazy and that sort of started the 90s as this decade of super highs and super lows yeah like i was gonna say the comic industry was not very stable back then the (laughs) 90s like it was like okay you know you your issue hardly sold and another one sold like millions of copies and then they were like yeah we've got tons of money and then it was like oh nothing and then it was yay oh nothing and so I think comic book industries, this sort of started, a lot of people will say that it has sort of started the shaky ground of um, not necessarily trying to make money, but just the how far I see it as how far can you push your readers? Yeah. You know, how much can you say, uh, hey, everyone, um, this is where Harry Potter dies. And then like, Oh, no, we were just joking. <laughs> right. But we got all this millions and millions and millions of dollars because we yeah. said it was going to happen. And then now we're like, oh, no, that was a dream and it didn't happen. Sure. So it kind of like left not like a super sour taste in people's, you know, yeah. in, in people's minds. But it left a like, if you're going to do something drastic, then don't in within it within a year's time, make it a moot point. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Make it count for something. Yeah. Make it, make it substantial. Make it mean. I mean, don't get me wrong. The story, actually the actual story of, of the death of Superman was really good. I I think it's really good. I think it's emotional. I think it's well drawn. It's, you know, all the characters are super like, um, um, represented well. Yes. Uh, every page is like at the time was a pretty awesome read because, you got a lot of action and you got a lot of like, what was, what, how would people truly react? Right. You know? Yeah. So we talked a little bit about it. I mean, so, so it's doomsday, um, it's the villain. just sort of <laughs> appears. It just appears. Yes. And, and so that's the cool thing is you don't get much background. You don't get like this. You don't get bogged down. by Yes. That. Yeah. After brooding through generations, I've decided <laughs> I'm taking my vengeance out. You know, it yeah. was, he just appears and you're like, who is this big thing what yeah, is yeah and he is basically the exact opposite in every shape of form of superman and even lex luther i mean they just decided to make him a mindless killing machine <laughs> yeah and i i do like that they chose for superman's ultimate demise uh, yeah that they chose um almost he's almost like like a hulk monster yeah. he's just like a monster yeah and i'm glad they didn't choose like this, you know, like Brainiac or like yeah, that's or something what they were like saying. Yeah, trapping they didn't him. want to do that. Yeah, yeah, they just wanted to, you know, Superman largely is a punch your way out kind of yeah superhero. A bit, Absolutely. You know? So what could challenge him? Yeah, 
and they still keep bringing Doomsday back every once in a while in some goofy way. But yeah, he'll always be the villain that killed Superman. <laughs> Didn't they say that there's more Doomsdays out there, or no, is this one? Uh, I think I it's one, but current. then you know, crazy scientists. And <clears throat> things like yeah. That. <laughs> so so yeah, so this this punching monster wrapped up in green. Yeah, that's uh, how he's first introduced. It was yeah. cool. He's got like a. Uh, one arm tied behind his back. Yeah. And I love in stories where they set like a rule. I think I said this before. Mm -hmm. They set a rule that like you can gauge either power or you can gauge ability or just gauge like what's going to happen later down the road. Like if someone said, um, well, I guess we won't uh, hypothesize, but like for this one, he is just wrecking everything it with one arm yeah the other one's tied behind his back he's tearing down bridges he's punching cars across the street there he's just tearing down mountain with one arm so you're like geez yeah if he can do that i, with I think one everybody hand, a lot of readers know. remember the infamous scene where if you when he's in the green suit he's got his arm tied there's a bird and he just crushes the bird yeah <laughs> and the he bird like lands like, on his neck like a laughter but doomsday isn't really inherently intelligent at least it, he doesn't like have dialogue or anything like that maybe yeah. like um speech uh, not being just blurbs and stuff but that's about it and he doesn't do anything else other than just he just starts making a path of destruction yeah um so yeah so meanwhile superman's doing his thing you know and you just you'd see all the other superheroes kind of doing their thing too um yep saving the day like you would any other time yeah it's like underworld like it was sewer monsters and things like that. And he's trying to like make them feel accepted and help them out. And, you know, just like one does. <laughs> yeah. And at the time there were um, a lot of heroes. That's funny. Like reading about them now, yeah. you're like, well, they were really super big in the nineties and now they kind of <laughs> aged themselves out. Sure. Like they're not so popular. I mean, the justice league is very different from where th this is the justice yeah. league America, yeah. which has a, uh, what Blue Beetle and Guy Gardner and yep. uh, you know, uh, Booster like, Gold. Yep. Oh, Booster Gold. Yeah, and yeah. Bloodstorm. I think his name is Bloodstorm. Bloodstorm. Something like that. Mm. Um, but anyway, right. so these are all like not even B and C list like heroes. They're like the bottom. Maybe Booster Gold was like their heavy hitter. Yeah. And Blue Beetle is cool. Guy Gardner is kind of a loose cannon. Um, things like that, but not very strong heroes in their own right. For strong enough that if like a regular human went at them, they'd sure he'd be toast. But right? then but, I I actually learned this while watching the um, doc a couple documentaries today. So you're like, where is Batman and Wonder Woman during this, right? Mm -hmm. And so Batman, this was he was just going into a nightfall when Bane busts his back. Yes. So he was like getting ready for that. And then Wonder Woman was in War of the Gods, oh. and, uh, and then Green Lantern was in space. So all these, all like main Justice League heroes are gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Superman's like the one on Earth that's like dealing with everything. So it kind of makes sense, like hearing that in retrospect, going, "Oh, this is kind of like the perfect time if you're going to do it." <laughs> yeah, and like having that crux or things like that just to lean on. Well, and it's cool too, because like right at the beginning, Superman's like being interviewed by the um, media, and he they kind of juxtapose him with the like supreme violence that's happening with Doomsday. Yeah, and Superman's like, you know, being a superhero, we have to always weigh out, 
you know, what's the better good? What's the better choice? Yes. You know, uh, is violence necessary or mm. is it just a means to, you know, end something quicker than usual? Or, you know, do you feel like you're the one that can step in and handle this or, oh, yeah. you know, when should you act kind of thing? So they kind of do set it up of like, you know, you see these other people just getting wrecked by doomsday and yes. you're like, Superman, where are you? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like you're reading, He's talking to you. yeah, like you're reading a Superman comic and you're just like, man, this guy is really, but that's what they were doing on purpose. They were building him up as just like a, anyone that steps in front of doomsday is just going to get smashed. Yeah. And they just wanted to set that up straight. And the the gravity of that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And like in comics, um, I, I guess I want to diverge a little bit. So in comics, when we were kids, we always got a kick out of like gauging the power of one to the next, right? Like, Who's stronger? You know. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who could take that. A, yeah. yeah, and they would always do that. They would just pit pit them against each other. Like, mm-hmm. who would win? Batman versus Green Lantern. And yeah. people were like, "Oh, there's no contest." You know, like, <laughs> uh, and they would actually have they had trading cards. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of you mm-hmm. heard about those. They had trading cards where they would show power levels and intelligence and like speed and strength of, of each superhero, and then yeah. you'd be like, "Okay, look this." They're stronger than this, but they're more intelligent. So what does that mean? <laughs> um, and you could just sort of geek out on that. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the big idea is that Superman is supposed to be the top of the heap, like the top. Yep. So if everyone else who seems pretty strong yeah, uh, in, the, in their own comic, uh, if they just get smacked to the side with just one hit, one one punch and you're out. like Yeah, they go through like a football field. Yeah, like you that. should be able to, in your brain, say, Wow, I just saw in a previous comic, I saw them like destroy a a building by themselves. Like, you yeah. know, like you know how strong they are. Mm-hmm. And to have someone just sort of casually smack them to the side, oh, nope. it's like, wow, that's <laughs> something. Yeah. Like Blue Beetle takes one hit and is knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just an average guy. He's just smart. Yeah. And he just he basically gets sent to the hospital <laughs> right there. Well, and you start seeing, you know, why a lot of people really like comics. You start seeing this hierarchy of, you know, some people are meant to be in space. Some yep. people can't go in space. Some people, you know, they fight uh, average bank robbers. Right. Some people, you know, could plasma blast, um, you know, every city block out of the way. You know, like, so mm-hmm. you kind of start saying, this guy is strong enough that we need to get the big bu- the big guns here. Yeah. Like right now. Yeah. It was pretty, it was, it was a nice touch that the writers decided to prove that point too. Yes. And absolutely. And, and gauge that power level and things like that. Just showing how big of a threat doomsday was and just building that slow build, a little slow build in the beginning. Just, Oh, everybody gets taken out. Okay. Even booster gold's like, ah, I, I'm from the future, but I still didn't see this coming. And I have all this future tech and he can't do anything. <laughs> well, and I like that he's not killing, they're not killing anybody else. No, no. Uh, because they're saving that sort of big moment. Right. Until Superman enters the fray. <laughs> they did a good job of setting up these first issues. There's like three or four issues before the, the death of Superman. So they do a good job of kind of like bouncing those around. Yeah. Um, but even right away, they start the, the very, um, uh, now I don't want to say like cliche, but like, so the first doomsday issue is 
Superman, the Man of Steel. Then it's Justice League America. Then it's regular Superman. Then it's Adventures of Superman. Then it's Action Comics. Then it's Superman, the Man of Steel. Yeah, because they used all their titles. Yes. So they just made you sort of follow this big story, but they gave you one issue from each of their titles to sort of do like an old school, like this is a major crossover and we're going to kind of bump it through all of our, of our characters. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty cool. And then as the story keeps developing, the heroes include, and the, between the justice league and Superman, they're trying to fight doomsday while saving everyone at the same time. So you have to, it's very interesting to read like what their decision-making process is like and saying, Okay, you go over there. I'm going to try to hold off Doomsday for like a hot minute until Superman gets back. Yeah. But uh, it's going to take a while. You might get pummeled. I might get pummeled, but we'll meet back here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> but and I, I like the, I guess the main family that gets like saved or, you know, he's kind of having troubles at home with, you know, his mom being a single parent. Yeah, they had a lot of side stories. Yeah, a lot of the side stories. Like a lot for you to kind of uh, feel like you're not just watching a a boxing match. I mean, they had a lot of cool side stories. Yeah, exactly. I like that story. Yeah, this teenager, he's trying to figure out his his place in the world and things like that and feels like he does, he's not getting enough attention from his mom because she has newborn and and then all of a sudden, Doomsday comes in and just <laughs> between Doomsday and Superman, they just wreck this house and um, like the Justice League is there. They can't really do anything. They're just trying to keep them out of the way. And, you know, the teenager uh, guy, uh, he's like, Superman, why are you? And he's like, I'm fighting Doomsday right now, but I have to save you from your burning house. <gasps> okay, break. <laughs> okay, I'll go save you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and eventually Superman kind of bands together with the other uh, Justice League of America. Just to hold out for a brief moment. Yes. So we could do all that. And they all blast him with like their energy, which yeah. which separately is pretty significant. I like that Guy Gardner was so messed up that they had to like hold his hand in the direction. Yeah, he couldn't like, like he, he could see. see. They're just like, just project your power and yeah. hold that way. So they had five six of them blasting yeah. doomsday at the same time right. which full normally, power give it everything you got yeah normally and would be pretty then awesome. it's not <laughs> well and what it does is it releases his other hand oh right yeah and, and it kind of shows like, his almost his true form at that point yeah and he just wrecks the just like just wrecks him so hard and you're like what <laughs> It's pretty, it's, it's a very much, like you said, kind of a, a, but in those moments, it's very boxing match and things like that too. So it is very, an action heavy fight story in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, so, so if you talk about like Superman as a character, you know, Superman, I think had gone so long that he almost just stands there and just lets, lets someone get one hit. Yep. He's just like, hey, I'm Superman. Um, hey, don't. Hey, that's not fight. Yeah, your violence stops right here. <laughs> yep. And if you want to hit me, go ahead. I'm not going to be phased by it, right? right? So he almost has a little bit of that hubris, a little bit, sure. where it's like, yeah. I'm Superman. Like, Absolutely. Now that I'm on the scene, this issue is over, right? Right. Well, yeah. Doomsday just wallops him, right? Like yeah. he just like gives him one good, because Superman's literally just standing there. So uh, Doomsday just gives him one good smack. And uh, I think Superman said it was like the hardest he's ever been hit or something like that. Yeah, he's like, man, I've never been hit that hard before. Yeah, <laughs> and so you're like, this is this <laughs> oh, is for real. Oh, no. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> We're in trouble. 
but he he does his best to just keep fighting through and he has to push himself farther than farther than he's ever had to fight before yeah then he i think as the issues go by and as the fighting continues i think superman starts realizing that this isn't going to end very well because he is starting to get tired and he's bleeding and he's bruised and Mm -hmm. people are like commenting on that so like they keep showing you know the daily plan and everyone else like you know taking photos and videos and they're like look at superman like he's really worn down yeah that was not a common thing like he usually is okay he got a you know so what he got a bloody nose or something (laughs) but like he was really really looking terrible and um Lois was on the scene. He was used. He, yep. he used to duck to side and like talk to her for a little bit. Yeah, like um, a little uh, little pep talk. Like, hey, yeah, like this is not going this well. Is, um, this is really. A I love you. Sure. <laughs> we'll make sure all of our uh, life insurance is in order. This yeah. isn't working very well. Yeah, because then, then they were slated to. They were, I think, engaged at the time. Yeah. Yes. Clark Kent. Um, because I don't think, yeah, because the world didn't know Superman was Clark Kent at the time or things like that, or they were engaged. I think they knew that Clark Kent and Lois were engaged, but that was about it. Yes. And eventually, for some reason, Doomsday makes his way to Metropolis. Yeah. And that's they, where Superman's Superman, trying to keep it away, yeah. trying to keep it away until, yeah, it just, it just happens. So that's where Superman's like, this stops here. Yeah, absolutely. And they just give it their all. Um, but oh, at the same time, they're trying to save, save everyone at the same time. So it's, it's all this back and forth and back and forth and, um, very much a retrospect and kind of, yeah, like you said, how far Superman has come, what is, what a city looks like, you know, it was a ideal city to be in kind of a metrop- metropolis. That's the name of the town, but you know, it's, you know, like every big city, you know, it, you kind of see things that look familiar and this could happen. What if that happened in real life? Oh my God, how would this, how would this happen? Yeah. Well, and the other part of it too is that Superman is the protector of Metropolis. Yes. Batman's got Gotham yeah, City, yeah. Green Lantern's got his. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> all of those other cities have had some pretty terrible things happen to them yeah. or they're just terrible cities to begin with. But Metropolis was always like, we got Superman. No, so there's like the gold stand. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, there's not much that's happening in our city that Superman doesn't already know about. Right. And there isn't much damage or anything that Superman just can't fix. Mm-hmm. So it was always um, like the American dream city, you Absolutely. know, like that's And Superman's. we get kind of reintroduced to like all of Superman's cast of supporting yeah. characters and stuff. So it was kind of cool to catch up with all of them. Well, how they react to the situation. Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, on the fly. He's got his old-fashioned camera. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, you know, we, we're we at the infamous issue where, yeah, Superman and um, Doomsday just hit each other the hardest they can. Yeah. And they, they bit the dust. So in the omnibus, there's a couple different printings of this. There's maybe three now, I think. Um, four, I think now because they just oh. reprinted this year. So oh, because of the anniversary. Yeah. So I have the one that's not the brand, brand, brand new one, but the the, yeah. the last one. Um, they kind of switched some of the pages to glossy. They kind of like up the value or the um, the build on the binding a little bit. Yeah. And then they have the fold out page that's from Superman seventy five. That yes was like the big deal at the time. Was like this comic book has a 
fold out page where it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. So omnibuses and collected editions really don't ever do anything gimmicky like the hollow foil covers yeah. or anything like that they have to go out of their way to to fix it. I mean, they barely <laughs> print alter. the letters column sometimes, yeah, you know, right? so they, they don't go out of so the way. So for, for them to go and say they're doing that fold-out page and they're keeping that because it's so seminal, that's pretty huge. <laughs> yeah. So that's the issue I have, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's the all-black cover. It's just all black on black with the bloody Superman logo on it. Sure. So, so yes, Superman falls. And that was... Shook everywhere that was yep. all over the media i mean people were talking about it at school i mean it was a big 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 deal i mean it's hard to imagine now but for those of you that were there it was a big deal yeah it was yeah. part of pop culture now. yeah yeah it was it was that big yeah seminal moment in comics and pop culture history so. i've i've heard a lot of people say that it was like the assassination of jfk wow in comics. oh my gosh yeah. I was like, okay, hmm. I don't know, that's a lot, but that's, but they're yeah. trying to say like in the comic world, that's how big it was. Sure. Um, which again was early '90s comics yep. were really, really um, riding a high from like the new Batman movie and from just being, yeah. you know, this new media outlet. Um, it was really, really uh, cannot be understated a, a big deal. Yeah. And so um, this the story continues, although he, he has died and we kind of, you know, like we were talking about earlier, we we feel the emotional weight of like Superman dying and just what that means for the world and around him. And like who's Martha, affected Kent. Yeah. Martha. You know. Yeah. Jonathan Kent. Yeah. His adoptive parents. They're just wrecked. Like there's an emotional scene, I think, uh, during the funeral where they just turn off the TV. Yeah, they're, they're tired, and or they were watching the fight or something like that. Where like they just turned off the TV because they couldn't handle watching their son just get pulverized. Yeah. So yeah. DC Comics immediately took that as all right. Superman's gone now. And so in my mind, in, in my like rough review of it, yeah, I think they started off. Uh, so I want to break down like where it went off the rails a little bit. Okay, uh, <laughs> I, yes, I, I do think it. This, I mean, this is not the per the, the best story we've yeah. ever read. But so, I think it, it. We we don't want to express like the uh, the emotional weight, the the importance of this issue. Yeah, yeah. So DC Comics puts together a great story, kills Superman. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. It was a good run. Yeah. Next step was, what does that mean? And I think yeah. they started really good on this yes. they started really nice mm -hmm. to say these are the characters that are still left this yeah. is the superhero teams that relied on superman now they have to figure out how their jobs have been changed yeah. um these are regular people in the world who are mourning sure. the loss yeah, of the him. people who've gotten like saved by superman citizens yep. that are like i remember when super girl they had fr uh, funerals they had yeah. okay you know like you you were like all right i get it like wow this is really what would happen yeah, what right? what did lux luther think of it because he went through a whole transformation yes. and things like that and i think if they just sort of let it fade away at that point and then just left it with the people that were already in the dc universe i think it would have been a really strong ending to be like superman died and then here's us mourning and adjusting our lives right yeah. done story done but dc just kept going with it they just kept going and and some people see it as like a money grab and some people see yeah. it as like 
you put this story together and you never let us stop. You never right. let us pause on it. If they just left the Superman title alone Gave it some space. for like a, a year, mm-hmm. just leave it just a year. Oh, wow. People are like, oh, you haven't mentioned Superman in a year, right? I think that then it would have changed, but they just kept coming out with issues of like new Superman and yep. other people who were, had the that the cape and then other people who wanted to be Superman himself or, yeah, or be Superman's and wife yeah. and things like that. Yes, and it was like <laughs> they just never let you breathe on it and they sure. never let you I think there were, before we get to the reign of Superman, there were characters introduced that were trying to fill that void of like, in the streets, we're of Metropolis, we're trying to help all these common people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a lot of spinoff characters, like a lot. (laughs) And Cadmus was cool because Cadmus already existed, so that was cool. Like the evil scientists that were like, oh, we're not doing anything with Superman. (laughs) Things like that. I thought that was cool, but... I think it just, yeah, it got bogged down by a lot. Yeah, I mean, you you obviously, you were going to have people who were saying, if Superman's not here to protect my um, neighborhood, then I will. Yeah. So yes. like, they that was cool. Reinforce the, like, yeah. Reinforce like, that was all right. That yeah. was all right. But I don't think that they should have um, based it so heavily on Superman. I think they could have mm. used that moment to like, build up their own character without sure. everyone putting on the Superman logo. Mm. Because what happened was, and this is me going off on just like a tangent, <laughs> but what happened was Superman's logo was only worn by Kryptonians. Yes. Superman wore it. Supergirl wore it. Oh. His parents were, you know, like that was yeah. it. Right. Then now they just had like regular people wearing it. Mm. And it just, it's kind of like, dumbed it down it's kind of like if batman wasn't there and then all of a sudden regular people were like putting on batman's costume and being sure and they kind kind of of explored that idea and it it works in some capacities so i think at the time it was just like the appropriate time you're like wow there's no superman oh wait there is kind of a superman well there's no so oh who's Mm -hmm. this guy over here Mm -hmm. and then you're like well superman's dead but look there's four other guys who are alive and it was just because they came back with like the cult of superman yes it was just really hard for people to just really accept that Superman was gone because the comic issues kept coming. Yep. Absolutely. That's my tangent. End of tangent. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, there we could go on and on about like the reign of Superman and who who decided to take up the mantle and it kind of breaks apart like all of Superman's like personality traits and tries to tries to hold in on those ideas. That was my um my perspective from those. I guess that's a good way to put it. So, um, so the next phase was reign of Superman. Yeah. And what they did was they had four. Yeah. Superman. People. Yeah. Then some just showed up. One of them looked exactly like Superman. So you thought, is that him? Is he alive? Right. Um, and and a couple others, you got the idea that, um, one was Superboy. Yeah, because as cool. a callback. Yep. Yeah, he was like the punk suit. Punk yeah, and he had like man. a leather coat. <laughs> yeah, and it was like okay, it's like tough little Superboy. Yep. Um, and another one was uh, uh, the Eradicator. Steel. Yeah, yep. the Eradicator. Eradicator. Steel, and then Cyborg Superman. <laughs> yes, and Eradicator was the most like Superman. Yes, he was. He he just gave that vibe. Yeah. He got a little crazy there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and Steel was just a regular guy who yeah. like welded a Superman 
outfit. Outfit. Yeah, kind of Tony Stark did a bit. Uh, yeah, and then fought with a giant mean, hammer because yeah. his name was yeah John Steele. Uh, John. John uh, something like that. John Jones or whatever is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, John. Yeah. So Steel, yeah. those storylines were like okay, but again, they were. I don't know how well they I were think, taken. With- I think they were good. I just wish I would have in this collection or whatever. I wish we would have got to that quicker. <laughs> yeah. Well. Or, okay. Or, so yeah. In, the pacing of that. The pacing from yes from the death to here was a long road. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna count up. Let's <laughs> see. I mean, no. it's just a lot of issues. So you're like, yeah. If you're gonna buy all these as single comics. That nah. was the other problem. It's yeah. like, oh, I suppose, yeah, it when was, it was coming out. Yeah. yeah, and people wanted to read the story. There weren't really any collected mm-hmm. editions at the time. And so they had a ton of issues. And again, it was Superman of Steel, Superman, Adventures of Superman, Action Comics, Superman, Man of Steel, Superman, Superman Annual. And they just kept going and going and going. Um, but yeah, one, two, three, yeah. four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So it's like, it was like 40, 35 yeah. issues. Like, geez. So. It was a huge story, and I guess I'm with you when you say that instead of 15 issues, they could have done that in like six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And with modern sensibilities, we can look back and say, oh, you, you might could have trimmed it up a bit. Yeah, I mean, if they killed Superman in five six. issues, they sure didn't need yeah. 25 issues of like, is he alive or is he dead? Right. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot. And that's why people think it was a money grab because mm-hmm. they just stretched out the story a lot. But I will say, once you get to the reign of Superman and you start investing in these new Supermen, all the the four counterparts of that, yeah, those are they gave the writers the opportunity to flush those characters out, give them some time to develop their personality traits, what drives them, why are they doing it, why did they want to be like Superman mm-hmm. or destroy his reputation, or what were the motives, and that was super interesting. And they finally came out with that animated movie a couple of years ago. So good, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And like Superboy was really like, um, kind of like the rebel a, punk. Yeah, like a little, but like a little male chauvinist, a little bit. Oh you know? sure, like yeah. He was like he was like girl looking for a girlfriend kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but he was like yep. forever stuck as a fifteen-year-old oh, Superman or something. Right, yeah, because he's like a clone. And so. no one really gave him much. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. They all like even yeah. villains were like, you're just a kid kind of thing. Right. right? Yeah. So they were used to fighting serious, a full-grown yeah. Superman. Sure. Um, but yeah, he was a clone of Superman. So he was pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he did a lot. He flew and everything else. Um, absolutely. But he, so, so you got the story from him of like, if you just showed up and said, I'm going to be Superman now. Yeah. Uh, how do you build your reputation to be what Superman was? Mm-hmm. So like, that was what they played on was every single person that came forward and said, I'll protect Metropolis. They were obviously always in the shadow of Superman. Yes. They couldn't escape it. No, they just based that on that. Yeah. And like we, um, I guess it's, it's always good to reinforce that the art in this omnibus is pretty solid through the whole way through. Yeah. I like Jurgens. I think he was probably the strongest him and Mm -hmm. Ordway. Um, they, they both, you know, had some, major you know they were writers and artists so they kind of had fully flushed out ideas and stuff but they were they kind of you know let their their uh, expertise speak for themselves for sure i i enjoyed what they did kind yeah of, they they did jump artists a little bit just because from yeah. one series to the next so sometimes you see that in omnibus or collected editions yeah is that obviously what they're doing is jumping from one um 
one issue imprint yes. to the mm-hmm. next and everyone has their own artist in each yeah. series. Right. But it's good, you know, to know that they all worked on it together. So they're yes. not like wildly going from one side to the other. Yes. Um, or just one, one ep, like storyline to next. Uh, they tried to make it cohesive as they could. So that was, that was pretty cool. And eventually, you know, the Man of Steel does return the original Man of Steel. <laughs> they work their return. way back. He, they do actually. Uh, so I think the middle of the Omni with all of these guys and all the other, I mm-hmm. was like, eh. yeah, but the end when Superman actually does return, yeah. they do a good job of that story. I thought that story was, was pretty nice that he came back and that he wasn't just like, I'm Superman again. Sure. He kind of came back to say what's changed in the world since I was gone. <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> um, the story was that his body was in a Kryptonian stasis cocoon. Re- like yeah. regenerating. Oh cocoon, yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't die. He just like fell into a coma sleep. Mm-hmm. And then his little robot friends like stole him and they had to like, have him yeah recuperate right in like a spirit world mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was a and whole so, thing that got weird with it that was as weird as they could go i think yes absolutely. absolutely but his his uh so jonathan kent had a heart attack yeah i got to that part yeah and so he sort of mm-hmm. saw clark kent at sort of the gates making a choice of like do i want to stay do I want to go on to Kryptonian heaven or do I want to like come back to earth? And so it, it was kind of, they touched on the spiritual part of it too, which was mm-hmm. really, really kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, you have to be delicate with that. So, <laughs> you know, so the takeaway was that from that was that yes, Superman could die. If he, if he wanted to die, he could die. Um, but he obviously loves humanity too much. So he came back. Yes. <laughs> Save the day. Yes. Really work, <laughs> your work is not done. Get back here. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I guess looking at it as a retrospect, uh, Chris, what would you say, kind of looking at it now, what do you think of the story compared to when you were reading it? When it was coming out? So it's hard to say that, you know, to me, someone jumping into this story nowadays would, would read it exactly from the point of Superman dies, but he comes back, right? So I always like storylines and movies and books and just pop culture things where you you kind of put yourself in like the real circumstances of that story and just say, wow, this this person really died like for real. Right. And and just sort of absorb yourself into that story. So if, if I were to tell people to read this, just read it as if you were reading it without any other knowledge, try not to walk into it with any preconceived notions and just Mm. imagine that you're reading it from the early nineties because that's, I think the way you should always read stories of just, you know, read a book like you've never seen the movie, Mm. watch a movie like you don't know what the reviews are, you know, just put yourself into it and try to just take the story because it's actually a pretty good story. It's kind of nineties at times, yeah. But it's actually like taking a flagship character and putting every writer and artist you have on it and saying, how can we make an arc, like a huge, momentous arc? You know? Yeah. And that's cool. And for me, like I've seen all the animated movies and um, like 
Superman versus Batman, they actually bring out Doomsday and they do kind of a abbreviated version of the death of Superman and things yes. like that. But, uh, and they try to bring in like Justice League movie, but that's a whole thing. But they, I, <laughs> so I was spoiled kind of by pop culture and the media and trying to bring the story, adapt the story. So coming from that, trying to read this, um, like the death, the death arc was really good. I love that. Um, I can't wait to get into more of the reign of Superman, how they, how they really break those characters down. But I, I, I didn't quite at first get the emotional impact of the story just right because it's really fast it goes really fast until i think the most emotional parts were like you're getting to lois lane's perspective and his parents like martha and jonathan's yeah like, i think when i finally cool. got to that it kind of sunk in because that it's that humanity perspective on the whole situation um so i i, I don't probably i was probably spoiled a little bit by that but i i appreciate what they were trying to do well you know and you get the idea that Superheroes and supervillains, you know, they know that what they do is um, life-threatening and, yeah. and, and they could die at any time, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if Spider-Man died or, you know, someone else, it's not necessarily that that superhero was defeated. It's like, now what happens with the rest of the world yeah. and all the people that they know and yeah. all the people and who they're married to and their mm -hmm. children and their parents. And so they did a good job in Death of Superman of just sort of touching on everyone that had some sort of connection to Superman. And it was everyone. It was whole, the whole DC universe, everyone. Um, and they kind of touched on that of like, what does that mean now? Yeah. And, and that part was cool. That was kind of cool to read. Yeah. 30 years. It's been 30 years since this books came out. Oh, yeah. The stories come out. And we encourage everyone to read this and experience it in your own way. Um, however you can pick it up, whether it's in the trade, omnibus, watching it, and then reading it, reading it, then watching it. However you can experience the story, we we definitely encourage you to do that. Yeah, the trade has the original run of the death of Superman, but getting all of the other uh, Superman that showed up afterwards, yes. that might be a little scattered. I don't know what's collecting that. That's yeah. why the omnibus came out to get all of it together. Yep, the big chunky omnibus. Yes, the big boy. <laughs> uh, yes. And that's been another great episode of Bam Pow Comic Hour. This is Andrew Liner and Chris Ramos signing off. Good bye.